Hey guys, and welcome back to the Locked On Rockies podcast on your Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Jenna Garcia from Mile High Sports. You can find all of my work at milehighsports.com or on the social meds at Vida Viva Diva. My social media has been blowing up lately, you guys. Like, if I can get to 3,000 followers on Twitter and 10,000 on Instagram this week, I will do a major giveaway. I have a couple of cool shirts, nugget shirts in particular, Rockies items that are signed. Maybe I'll give away one of those or something, but definitely share my work. Help me out. Spread the word. I can only spread the word so much, and I do quite a bit, but I could use your guys' help. Share, share, share all of my stuff. Like, follow. Um, definitely check out the Locked On podcast network um you can find it everywhere even the himalaya app as well as google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, spotify and when you get in your car you can tell your smart device to play locked on podcast or locked on rockies and it'll bring up the locked on rockies podcast for you it's simple as that and you know what it's important to have your voice recognition on so that you can be safe while driving so do all that definitely subscribe to the podcast, unsubscribe, subscribe again, whatever. Tell your mom, your grandma to subscribe, even if they don't even watch or care about the Rockies, you know, because that's what a real homie would do. Thanks for helping me out, you guys. Love, love, love chatting with you guys on social media during the games. It was a fun game today. And actually, before the game, I'm going to... um, play some clips before the game. I got to talk uh, in depth with the great Thomas Harding of MLB.com. He is in his 20th year of covering the Rockies. And uh, I got to talk in depth with him about some of the starting rotation. I think that was the biggest thing we talked about just because today they did not have a starting pitcher in that rotation spot until like a couple hours before the game. They hadn't announced it, even though... Jeff Hoffman was there taking BP, so we knew that it was going to be Jeff Hoffman, but um, they hadn't announced it yet. And just we talked about Jeff, we talked about the other starting pitchers, what they're going through, and um, just what this team needs to move forward in a positive light. Today, the Rockies face game one against the Baltimore Orioles, um, a club that I've watched very little of, to be totally honest. I even was like, we were talking about it in the press press box and in the dugout before during batting practice, just like, do we know anybody who plays on this team? And of course, there's a couple guys. Miguel Castro is now with um, the Orioles after he was part of that Tulowitzki trade way back when, but he did play here in Colorado for a little bit. And now he's with the Orioles. And of course, uh, not really connected to the Rockies in any way, but I did. I saw that Jonathan Villar is actually leading off hitting for the Orioles. Last year he was maybe an everyday, every other day platoon player for the Brewers, and they released him last season, kind of midway through the season. But he was here in Denver um, for a, a series here and. I remember that happened too. So those were the only two guys that I really knew of going into this game in a deeper sense. Um, and 
you know, everyone was kind of talking about how the Orioles are a terrible team and that the Rockies were definitely, you know, should definitely win these games and especially at home as well. And, and then the Orioles came out and they just were like taking full advantage of altitude and their bats were cracking. They got a bunch of early hits early on, uh, just really successful at the plate early on. And I think shocked probably all of us because we weren't really expecting that out of them. Um, let's see. They score three in the second and then two, uh, no, three in the second, then one in the third, one in the fourth, and then not again until the seventh. But they were hitting bombs, home runs, all kinds of home runs out there today. Um, not only that, but the Rockies came back with a couple home runs of their own as well. Uh, Nolan Arenado gets a home run right there in the first inning. And it was funny because I was about to tweet out that Nolan hadn't had a home run in 10 days because I was feeling like it's been a while since I had heard of a home run from him. And he gets a home run and his first at bat. That was pretty cool. And But they're down. You know, they, they, they go up 1-0. Then in the second, they go down 1-3. And they stay down. Ends up being looking like the Orioles are going to run away with this thing at a five to three, you know, score going into that seventh inning. And then the Rockies come back and make a run of their own with Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story leading the way. Trevor Story actually ends up homering earlier in the game as well. And then Nolan homers again in the seventh. And it gets all the way to the ninth inning, and you get your walk-off home run by Trevor Story. Not only that, but Trevor's first home run of this game was his 100th home run, which was really cool, mostly because, not that it was 100, but the fact that he got to 100 home runs in the fastest time a shortstop has ever done it in MLB history. The last person to hold this record was A-Rod, which is really cool because earlier this season, A-Rod came to a game and was doing the commentary or announcing, you know, for MLB network and, um, A-Rod and Trevor were having an interaction. They were talking and, and Trevor said after the game, you know, that he really does look up to A-Rod and other players who were in this position. And, and I don't know, like if you're, when you are before you're great, if you realize just how great you're going to be, but I think it'd be an interesting discussion to ask, like, is Trevor going to be better than A-Rod? Is he, he's on track, technically, by all uh, statistical standards, to be better than A-Rod. He's not just great at hitting home runs, but he's also leading the NL defensively um, in defensive statistics as well. So the guy is a story right? He, Trevor's story is a story and he's going to be a story for a long time to come. Just great to see the left side of the field be productive, not just on the defensive end of the ball, but today at the plate, two home runs for each, two home runs for Nolan Arenado, two home runs for Trevor's story. What a game to be at. The Rockies end up coming back and winning eight to six with that walk-off home run. Uh, it was tied up for, you know, six, six in the ninth and going into the bottom of the ninth. And that's when they were able to get that walk off. So just really cool to, game to watch. Really fun to see Trevor uh, just be excited after the game. He's such a great guy, super nice guy. 
um, deserves all the you know success that he is having, all the all the hard work he's put in. So we're gonna come back after I tell you guys a little bit about ZipRecruiter, and you're gonna hear a little bit more talking about the starting rotation with Thomas Harding. Hiring is a challenge, but there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. That place is ZipRecruiter.com slash LockedOn. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site within the first day. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. We are here with Thomas Harding of MLB.com, the great Thomas Harding. Thomas, you are um, very famous amongst baseball readers everywhere. Why don't you tell us like where you started out and why you got into baseball? Well, I think uh, I wouldn't use the word famous. I would use the <laughs> word old. So there have been a lot of people who have seen me. I've been um, writing baseball since 1981, uh, really. Wow. That was the year I graduated high school, actually, covering the minor leagues in Bluefield, West Virginia. Covered every level of the minor leagues. Before coming out here, I covered AAA um, in Memphis with the St. Louis Cardinals franchise there and um, also did some Cardinals coverage. And I, this is my 20th season oh my on God. the Rockies beat, 20 years. I didn't party. think I'd... Uh, well, I mean, I'm looking at it, it's like, I must have started this beat when I was like five, you know? <laughs> it's 20 years. It's a long time. Definitely longer than I've been in the game. But today, I wanted to mostly talk to you about this starting pitching rotation. Obviously, it's been the thing that's tough or that the, the Rockies seem to be struggling with. Jeff Hoffman comes up to get the start today and um he had a couple he had four starts since i think since he went back down to triple a two of those starts pretty good in triple a and then two that were what you would call mediocre maybe uh what do you think this starting rotation is missing exactly or where do you see what is, what is the problem what's going on well first of all i think when you look at this rotation let's go back to last season in june most of june or like the end of may through the latter part of June, they really struggled. So this is not something totally out of whack for them. You're looking at a relatively young rotation, and sometimes some teams don't go through this because they always get the longtime veteran in, in to kind of prevent this from happening or maybe guys that can adjust a little bit quicker. The way the Rockies attack it is they're just going to coach their way out of it. Um, the guys last year, they went through some struggles, ended up pitching very well, 
after the struggle. So they have the confidence that they can get this over with. As for Jeff Hoffman, I actually thought three of those starts were pretty good down there in um, AAA. That, that, that's, that's a bizarre league in, the, in bizarre parks where the ball's always traveling. The joke is if you have a five-something ERA, you're like Sandy Koufax down there. It's, it, it's, it, it's incredible pitching. Um, the last start was horrible for him, but and I do think that um, sometimes your concentration wanes when you know that that call is going to come. And in this case, they knew that uh, Tyler Anderson was not going to be back for a while. And who knows if he'll be back this year. So this is Jeff Hoffman's big chance. You saw him in spring training working on some things to be a more consistent pitcher. And really, he struggled at the beginning of the AAA year. And I thought his best start in the early part of the year was actually here in the majors against Washington. Had a bad inning. Ended up taking the loss in that, but he retired nine of the last ten that he faced, and it seemed like something clicked with him. And I talked to Drew Butera, who caught here for a while and has been his catcher down there, and he believes that um, Jeff Hoffman is capable of really good things if he can find ways to get out of trouble. Yeah. um, As far as the other starters go, I think they all have been kind of in working around that same concept as – they could be really good if they can work out of trouble. Kyle Freeland in particular, he's having a slow start. He had a slow start last year as well, if people, I think, forget because of how well he ended the year. But um, do you think there's anything externally going on? Is he just in his head about his pitches? Is there potentially maybe conversations about a contract extension that he's focused on? Or what do you think's going on with him? Well, first of all, I've checked on the contract contract extension thing. There doesn't seem to be anything with that. Um, that's not, that was shut down before the season began. Um, he's in a little bit different situation than Herman Marcus, where uh, where he he can afford to wait a little bit on the contract. That's not the problem. The problem is too many pitches left over the plate. It's just that simple. If you make it more than it is, then it becomes more than it is. He, for the most part, now and, and I went through some of his numbers there. For the most part. Pitching very similarly to last year, but when he leaves a pitch over the plate, when he doesn't, when he tries to throw a fastball inside to a right-hander, and it's on the plate instead of slightly off the plate, and it's not down enough, it gets hit. That's all it is. Um, he has a he has other pitches that he the slider. If he's not getting that down and to the corner of the plate, it gets hit. So what happened going into the year? He wanted to work on a few things to stay ahead of the hitters. All of them didn't work. The change-up, the two-seam fastball, those could be good pitches for him, but some of the work he did with his motion slowed down his motion a bit, so he's actually trying to make some corrections with the motion as the season goes on. If he can get that together, he could get back to where he had been. Yeah, I think that I mean, obviously, I think everybody knows Kyle has really good stuff and he's working through something right now. I don't have any expectation that he will not make it through it. He's a tough guy mentally, physically, and a competitor. He's got some good competition out here this year with Herman Marquez pitching some pretty great games. Do you think Marquez gets a um, perfect game or at, by the end of the year? Um, that's something you don't predict because there haven't been a lot in the history of baseball. There haven't been a lot of those. Does he have no-hit stuff and the capacity for that? Yes, but you never predict that type of thing. I think with him, um, he is uh, right now the best of the crew, and you're seeing a curveball and slider really come into play, especially the curveball. He also throws very hard. 
the next thing that I'm seeing out of him is that ability to get out of things in games. Even when he struggled in Boston, gave up five early runs, but it was a night where the ball was flying. Suddenly, he doesn't give up any more runs, and the Rockies get back in the game, and they leave with the score tied. So you're seeing a lot of good things maturity-wise out of him. And when I look at this rotation, I'm seeing John Gray, I think, very close to going on a run here. Very, A, a very well-pitched game in Pittsburgh. And most of the games, he's actually pitched pretty well. There have been, a, there have been some mistakes here, and his mistakes tend to leave the ballpark. But as long as they are one-run mistakes, yeah. it's okay. Solo home runs don't beat you. Walks before home runs beat you. And I think the other thing I will say about the starting rotation that could be a good thing if they do correct it is that they don't walk people. And what happens with them is that when they miss, they miss over the heart of the plate, which is why balls get hit hard. If they can get back to hitting their spot, which is on the corner, then they're going to get a lot of swings and misses because they don't throw the ball out of the zone with with lack of control. They can go out of the zone on purpose to get you to chase it. And if they're able to get the ball to their spots, then that sets up all of those pitches. So that was... Thomas Harding from MLB.com. You can check out all of his work and read his work at MLB.com. He is a fantastic writer and an even better human. Definitely support him and his work. He's been featured on MLB Network, all kinds of things. So definitely knows his stuff. And you heard it from him first. Kyle Freeland doesn't have anything externally going on. It's not an injury. It's not in his head. He's just leaving the ball over the plate a little bit too high. And he's getting rocked on those pitches. I hope that answers some of your guys' questions that you keep sending me. Thanks for sending them to me. Keep sending them to me. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Bye.